his thoughts on downtown Battle Mountain too. I was more interested in showing off than writing a coherent song. Oh, but he made coherent songs. Welcome to the Demo Team Podcast. We're here with Quinn Wyatt today. What up, Quinn? Hey, yo. It's an honor to have you here, dude. Like, to be perfectly honest with you, like, our uh, when we first started this, like, uh, we started as Dance Gavin Dance Podcast, blah, 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 whatever. But when we started bringing guests on, uh, Anna Moria was our first guest. But and Marionette our- was our second, yeah. Marionette was our second, but we got like we kind of like got them at the same time, and just the way schedules worked, it was like Anna Maria went first, Marionette went second. But like we got those guys at like the same time, and like that, like with those interviews, like your name was mentioned a lot, like with between both those interviews, because like you know, I know you know Anna Maria, and I, and of course you know a Marionette, but <laughs> like, <laughs> have you heard like, of that band, Marionette? I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. they're pretty dope. They're pretty dope. <laughs> I think so. I, I, I mean, every yeah, iteration. I've always made a found. pretty cool album. Uh, is it two years ago now? Twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. All right. Sunset on the Generation was the last one, I believe. Yeah. Was the last album that you did with a marionette? Was that self-titled or was that? No, that was called Repeating History. That was uh. There you go. What two thousand seventeen? Dumps, all right yeah hell yeah, yeah dude like i think the last track that you were released on was modern disco with them that was 2017 repeating history was 2016 self-titled was 2015 yeah and the yeah the last track they had with you on here to any 17 modern disco which i believe uh if nobody's ever heard modern disco you know modern disco is solid man that's like what a way to go like what a way to say goodbye man like you know i know a marionette like that was your baby you you were there from the beginning and you created like awesome memories but 100 percent, like gotta give you props for that i appreciate that man thank you yeah like my disco um and chemistry uh chemistry was like after it i think i or it might have been before it i'm not sure but um yeah those were the last two songs i was on and i think they did a different version with uh, spencer on it so and you also have uh your other project uh qew is that how you pronounce it or no nah, it's just my name q <laughs> <laughs> yeah my that- initials ironically enough spell out the, the word q or make the sound q so q. i just went with it <laughs> i mean i dig it i mean it's simple yeah. It looks cool when you write it down in big, like, oh, yeah. uh, capital letters. Like, you know, you don't see Q-E-W, like, around too often. It's Especially not like... out the U after the Q. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Everybody... That's usually how the English language works. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but um... You know, before... three-letter band names are kind of dope i mean like afi um who else we got who else what are three letter band names are there 
Well, Mew. Um, Mew. Um, May. May. Yeah. I used to love May, bro. May's yeah, cool, I used yeah. to freaking love May. <laughs> uh, I'm forgetting one, but I know uh, Beast. I think there's yeah, quite yeah. a few. Yeah, there were there were some that like owned it, but yeah, it's it's more it's just uh it's just my name, and I do I do like rap now, so I'm not I'm not in any band particularly right now. So, oh yeah. <laughs> all right so before we hop into this interview and get down to the nitty-gritty and get all the details and well-formed thoughts we want to kind of just shout out everybody who's uh reached out to us within the last few days to uh, get some paid sponsorship so we're going to kind of just pay the bills right now before we get into this but um shout out to everybody from yesterday's episode that reached out to us uh smith photo an awful mess Batting Cages, Royal Hearts, Sky Drifter, Aaron Harrell, which I think you're familiar with, Quinn. I think you know this guy named Aaron Harrell. You might have a song coming out with him in the future, I think. Yes, possibly. We may possibly. join forces. <laughs> I'm super stoked for that, by the way. Like, not to, to pause my ad real quick. Like, Aaron and I, I have worked with Aaron for, like, a, like oh, I think about a year now. And I'm just, like, like always like pushing him in the right direction just trying to tell him like oh well if you're on social media do this 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 you know don't forget your hashtags that kind of shit and just like i listen mm. to his music and i try to give him like insight and stuff like as a listener i'm not going to say i'm like the greatest musician of all time but like i have ears and i like i i think i know when something sounds good or something needs a little tweak here or there you know what i mean right of course. And I'm super stoked to hear that song because it's uh, I think that's like kind of like a return to form for you, huh? Like being in that little proggy post hardcore thing. Yeah, it's like riding a rickety bike and, uh, <laughs> and you just and you just kind of put your chain back on. But it oh, still yeah. works and you're good. Get you home. You never, forget, <laughs> you never forget how to ride one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's finish paying these bills. Uh, shout out to Livid Noises and uh, He Films the Clouds. Like all those dudes right there, those guys helped us out yesterday. They're on the Andrew Wells episode, which will be uh, released probably before this one. So definitely go check out that episode and like stick around and check this episode out, of course. And we have uh, for today's sponsors, we have a uh, Texas band. They're a little bit of a deathcore uh, they're called Of the Fallen. They have a new track coming out April 8th on the, you know, in 2022. It's called Lamentations. And if you're not familiar with Of the Fallen, like you, if you've ever heard of Wayne Ortiz, if you're from the Texas area, or if you've ever seen a video on the meme page called Massive Breakdowns, they do great stuff over there. Definitely check out Wayne. If you're from Texas, or if you're just in a band that's heavy as hell, definitely look up Wayne Ortiz because that dude is one of the friendliest, kindest people with a lot of insight on how to get your band noticed on the internet, without a doubt. And on our next band, uh, Out of Service, uh, they just released a new single, uh, A Moment Trapped in Time, which features, I mean, I don't know if anyone's a fan of this band, but uh, Emery, you know, they have Emery on their track. And... Uh, yeah yo right <laughs> and um 
so that'll be uh, a moment trapped in time definitely go look that up it's on the enjoy the ride records uh the single blends classic like post-hardcore and alt rock and it's got freaking emery on it i mean that's pretty much all you need to know right their next single is going to be dropping on 331 and if you kind of like you know like bright eyes desperacitos maybe like brand new before all that bullshit came out or stray light run john, john nolan that kind of music like definitely check these guys out that's out of service you can find them on like instagram or something like that they would be out of service band same with out uh, of the fallen they're on instagram they're on social media usually it's like at of the fallen i think texas tx is at the end of that so definitely go look up those two dudes um we have atria i want i hope i'm saying atria a-t-r-i-a i'm sorry if i butchered that i know you paid for this and i'm probably butchering your name but i'm gonna sit here and spell it like one more time a-t-r-i-a go look them up they're post-hardcore metal they're from wichita kansas they have a new single out uh heavy wishes definitely go check them out add them on social media if you're looking for some post-hardcore we're a post-hardcore hardcore podcast so definitely I know we got an audience that loves that post-hardcore music. Go check that shit out. And check out all these bands. Like, I, I'm going to go run through them one more time. Prick up your ears. Listen for me. And it's uh, An Awful Mess, Bad in Cages, Royal Hearts, Sky Drifter, Aaron Harrell, Living Noises, He Films the Clouds of the Fallen, Out of Service, and Atria. Go look those boys up look them up and enjoy it and if you need photography done and you're out in like the, you know east coast definitely look up a smith photo very helpful individual it's definitely helped me increase the quality of my show i mean i'm talking on an iphone right now and i would not be doing that without a smith photo so thank you guys all of you for your paid sponsorship and thank you for listening to the demo team podcast now let's get into it yeah quinn where should we begin what would you like to talk about first? Well, I think like, I mean, Quinn, have you always been a vocalist? Like, was that like something you just kind of woke up one day? And you're like, you know what? I want to sing. Or did you have like, <laughs> like <laughs> did you go to yeah. like choir practice or something? Or is it just like you opened your mouth? You're like, hey, I can sing. Uh, <laughs> that that would have been dope. Um, <laughs> no, uh. I actually, I started singing when I was like super, super little. Like I started singing basically after I learned how to like do some cognitive things when I was a child. Apparently my mom was just like, yeah, you, you were singing like just before you could talk. You were just like humming melodies and stuff. And, I, and it's like, and that's kind of trite a little bit. Like, because <laughs> some people like, I, I, know, I don't like stories like that either, but that's literally what happened with me and then uh and then when I was a little kid I sang in church and um and then it just kind of took a life of its own like I started uh I started music classes but I never did singing classes like I was in choir in school but uh I never I never actually had too many singing lessons uh, yeah to like learn how to sing I've, I've had uh, friends teach me things vocally that they you know they were vocal teachers or or people who uh sang backup for uh like bigger uh musicians and stuff that just kind of let me know how to use my voice the way that I wanted to use it but um 
but yeah, it kind of started when I was little and just evolved as time went on. Do you have an earliest singing memory? Uh, an early singing memory. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, I remember when uh, I was in, like, the fourth or third grade. I'm pretty, yeah, it was, like, the fourth grade. Uh, we had, like, a talent show. And uh, I was that kid that, like, ran around the, the playground all the time singing random stuff. And for the talent show, I sung some super, super rando old Christian contemporary song. I thought it was so cool at, at the time. It was like, oh, I'm sure Jesus. the kids loved it, right? <laughs> I, I, I got, I got, you know, I got hit up quite a bit for some, uh, like, kids wanted to give me quarters and stuff. It was weird. Um, <laughs> they were just like, yeah, take this quarter. I want you to sing me a song. I'm like, what? <laughs> Music was so generous back then. <laughs> No, what? Like, living off it. It, basically, it basically turned you into a jukebox. They're like, here, I'm going to show a yeah. quarter. They're like, I got a couple quarters here. You want some hot fries? I got hot fries once for singing. Um, but yeah, I did. I sung, that, I sung that old song at the talent show. And my teachers were like, I didn't, what? <laughs> like, I didn't <laughs> and so that's when I ended up joining choir and stuff. And, and, um, and yeah, that's like the earliest memory I think I have of me singing. Um, I sang at an Easter play one time when I was a little kid, and I think I still have the picture from it, but uh, the tie was like bigger than me. And yeah, that's as far as back as I can remember as far as singing. Sorry. Hell yeah, dude. Like, um, so throwing it back, um, you know, a marionette, well, not like a traditional post-hardcore band, but they definitely fall underneath like that kind of like progressive metal rock kind of funky vibe that kind of gets weaved in with bands like Coheed and Cambria or like Dance Gavin Dance and stuff. So like what kind of like led you into becoming like interested in that type of music? Like, you know, like that kind of made you a front man of a band like a marionette. Oh, dude, that just all happened. Like, I don't, <laughs> it just, it genuinely, it happened in the most organic way. I think um, it genuinely just came together because um, initially a marionette, when it first started, um, like around the time when we like all got together, the first lineup, it was more of a, I guess, Circus survivish kind of um, take on pop, and it was it was more along that line because um, the dudes that it started it initially um, they came from a, a very pop band, as a Vegas band called the Cab, and um, oh, dude, I've been listening to them a lot lately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they uh, they they actually when they stopped being in that band they started what would become a marionette and it was just kind of um a little bit eclectic but veering more towards that uh that area of like circus survive i don't know if you remember in aviate but um in that type of yeah. sound yeah just like it, almost it was dope, punk. dude I, yeah. I love an aviate 
but it's um, it's crazy like bands like that like there were so many bands like that like harvard pm today and aviat yeah. like these bands are just like let's just drop the most fire shit in the world and then like just let's just disappear yeah <laughs> <laughs> well the funny the funniest thing about that kind of bro is like randomly um before the lineup that happened to where all you guys started knowing the marionette by like happened um like we had the guitarist from an ABA like fill in for like a couple of shows uh, uh pete one of the guitarists so um it was just it, we we're all just kind of loosely tied together in some form or fashion but that's that's kind of how it started it like naturally just started as one thing and then kind of went towards the other sound that we went into like as newer members started coming in so that's how that's why i say it's like organic it just kind of happened it wasn't it wasn't like i i listened to the genre of music and i was just all like yeah i want to do that you know (laughs) it was genuinely just like i enjoy this it's it's fun um there's a lot of energy behind it. I was, I was into really aggressive music, like at that point in my life. So I was one of the hardcore kids, <laughs> and one of the um, one of the people that just wanted to like do more of a punk type thing. And, yeah. Um, and it just so happened that I could sing, I guess. And and my friend, uh, I remember when they put the thing together, and my friend had caught caught wind of it or something on myspace <laughs> long time ago and they um he's like yeah this band's auditioning and you should you should try out and i was in another band called so logic at the time and um but we weren't really doing anything and i was just like okay i'll try out like what's 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 the harm in it and um and i did and then i made it and then eventually we started calling ourselves a marionette because we really it was a really dumb reason but it <laughs> like we um we then just you know proceeded from there and what is uh, the what i don't think like we talked to like nick and all the other boys like uh last time this was like back in 2020 i want to say but i i either i don't recall or i just don't remember or they didn't talk about it but how did the name of marionette come about because it sounds like you know Either it's like, you know, a marionette, you know, like a little puppet or is mm-hmm. it, or I mean, it was the real name like a Mario net because you like playing Mario and like catching stuff with a net. I don't know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, so what had happened was we were uh, the original lineup of a marionette. We, we were trying to come up with it. We used to be called Oh Hello, which is the name of the Circus Survive song. If anybody remembers that one from the first album. And it was uh, like one of the guitarists was just like, nah, man, uh, we we have to. Uh, Andy actually, he was uh, he was like, nah, we have to change it. Can you come up with a name for the band? When you're like writing lyrics and stuff, and, and I was just all like, look, man, I'll try. <laughs> and so like I wrote out a list. I wrote out a list of names, and one of them happened to be March of the Marionettes. But there's literally somebody already called March of the Marionettes. And and then um, somebody said something really, 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 somebody was high, basically. 
and <laughs> and they said and they said something about seahorses i crap you not i think it was our old drummer he said something about seahorses and and i and i remember saying you know seahorses can like reproduce asexually right and um and we were just like whoa yeah that's crazy <laughs> and then i remember like writing the a next to the marionette and i was like wouldn't that be creepy if like a puppet could move on its own for real like like Pinocchio or something like didn't have any strings or something like that and he goes whoa wait is that what you came up with and and our other guitarist Paul was all like that's it a marionette there you go and I was just like where <laughs> and um and nobody nobody ever seems to recall that story because most of the original members uh don't really talk in interviews and stuff like that but here, that is that is how the name came up. So we got, you got to hear the origin story so deep and pure. It just Most it became more of, of of a statement like mm-hmm. after the fact. It was just like yeah, don't don't let anybody like don't let anybody make you their puppet, cut your strings, be in a marionette. Like it, genuinely, it was corny at first, and then it just stuck. So it was it was just kind of one of those things. Kinda, it kind of reminds me, uh, I think there's a Simpsons episode where Homer is in the B sharps. And like, I think that the, like, <laughs> the advice they give for like naming a band is it's got to be kind of like, it's got to be funny. It's got to be like funny the first time you hear it. And it's just kind of like, it can make you like chuckle and laugh like every time you hear it. It just gets less funny, but it's still funny no matter what. Right. Because <laughs> it just yeah. sticks in your. I, I think they called their band the B Sharp, so it's just kind of like, haha. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a funny episode. I remember that one. Was like that Paul episode. McCartney was in that episode. I no, think. it was it was the George Beatles. Harris. It was making fun of the Beatles, but they were a barbershop quartet out of. Yeah, but I, was, I'm, I was saying though, I think George Harrison is in that episode. Oh, like, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, one of them is. Yeah, I think George they were both in it. Yeah, hell yeah. Not John Lennon though. No, I, I mean, I don't think The Simpsons existed in the early 80s. Nope. Not, that was the late 80s. When that came nah, that episode was hilarious. And they were sitting yeah. on the rooftop like, yeah, uh, like the Beatles. It's do. been done. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so upset. Like, oh, you're, you're ripping me off, Homer. <laughs> Damn, that was pretty good. good. Uh, that was what was that? Is that a Scouser accent? Um, Liverpool, right? Probably. I mean, they, they all uh, from Liverpool. Great record. It's like it's like different than <laughs> they. They all have different accents in England. I know this because I watched lots of Love Island during the pandemic. But <laughs> I watched uh, I watched Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Oh, like, oh yeah, with, yeah. And the yeah. scene that has like Jack with the Beatles in it. Yeah, it's like they all. Red all and- they all have such fucked up accents it's like like part of the hilariousness of it they yeah. just, you know. but hell yeah so um you guys name the band you you start moving on i'm uh, moving along in that little thing called music so how do you guys get let's see because i'm sure i'm looking for the list so chapters was in 2011 and that uh-huh. is that is your guys' first EP, correct? Yeah, so that's the first EP from the second iteration of the band. Mm-hmm. The, the first EP was actually Goodbye Explosions, and mm-hmm. um, that was with the old lineup. 
and yeah. uh and yeah we were we were edging towards doing some things um I, I just remember talking with people from crush management and and like uh and if, if if anybody doesn't know what that is it's like the people who usually dealt with uh the fuel bar running people so we were we were probably going to be headed in a completely different direction but i'm actually really glad that didn't happen so um hey. it it because then we would never have like chapters and <laughs> and all that stuff but um yeah. but yeah that was that was the first ep for the second iteration of the band and that was that was kind of what breathed new life into a marionette because at that point it was like when that lineup got together it was sort of dead in the water and nick had actually hit me up and was all like yeah because I, I had asked him because they were all, they were from a different band and i had asked them to like help me uh do a solo show and nick and justin who played drums and they did and he had kept asking me about like whether or not i felt like doing the whole marionette thing like bringing it back because it had been like a year or something like that since it had, had uh, dispersed at first and and then eventually we got together and everything was kind of almost immediate. It's like whenever we wrote songs, it was just like ding, 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 ding. So we just kind of naturally started doing things. Oh, yeah, dude. So, like, I mean, we just had Andrew Wells on and uh, we were talking to him and we made mention of the fact that, I mean, I think a marionette kind of shares that same, like, level of uh, determination like you know like most bands you know it's the most common story like oh lineup change and then another lineup change and then it's just like maybe we should just quit you know and like the <laughs> fact that it doesn't matter what lineup it is it seems like that work ethic for a marionette has always been to like like carry on with your head held high you know yeah yeah no um honestly uh i would probably attribute that to nick and ron and AJ, mm -hmm. uh, the guys that are like left from the original uh, lineup, we uh, they've always had like really, really, really hard work ethic. Um, so it's not surprising yeah. <laughs> that they continue to do that and um, and everything like that because it's like you know when it, you know when like something's just in you, like to like the drive to just do something like I feel like music is that for us and it just you know it's what kind of kept kept everything going so yeah yeah man that I mean that's just a good spirit to have and I mean you're still out here you're still making music and stuff I mean I mean from what I understand you know we all have to like you know make choices and we all have to decide what we want to do with our life and you know, you made your choice, but it's not like music ever left your spirit or your soul, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I uh, I continued. I just did it more on the low. I was kind of in a season of life. Like, uh, I, had, I had been married and had my family and moved to Alaska, of all places, <laughs> from Las Vegas. And, um, and I was concentrating on my family 
more so and just kind of like honing my skills underneath uh with the whole rap thing because i i didn't i've been rapping since i was like 15 but i didn't want to like uh come out and release anything too bad like i didn't want to like go you know introduce introduce myself into a new scene and just be awful you feel me so i had just been like working uh kind of on the low for a couple of years and uh just really started releasing stuff about a year or so ago mm-hmm. so, so why now then i guess Passion's i'm sorry so what 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 was the catalyst for releasing it like about a year ago then um well i have a daughter now and i'm really just trying to leave something for her besides you know uh obviously love and care is is the stuff that you want to leave with your your kids as they grow and stuff but um i i didn't really have anything like that from from my mother and um and it's just kind of like i want to make sure that regardless of what ever she decides to do she's gonna have this legacy that she's gonna be able to tap into and not have limits to what she needs in life um because you know regardless of if she you know married some dude that is super wealthy or not because like daddy already set it up for her and that's that's kind of uh that was most of my drive for pushing so hard and um and also, like, I feel like a calling to just, you know, speak life and bring love and and hope to people from inside our genre and the geeky, so to speak, genre, like the kids who watch anime, uh, <laughs> like, you know, the kids that are just different. And um, and I and I really just kind of wanted to bring the hope that I found in my faith and everything to other people and the most expressive outlet for that that stuck with me so far has been rap music coincidentally it's like just you're able to put so much more thought i think into words like some people can do it inside of the post hardcore genre and and i commend them for that because some some songs you know you just connect with because of um because of the lyrical content um but for me it's more poetic, I guess, in a sense. Uh, and I'm able to easily kind of write my unfiltered thoughts out a little bit better through rap music. Um, so, and through hip hop and everything. So that's that's kind of how I, I landed where I'm at uh, at the moment, so. Hell yeah, dude. I feel that 100%. Like, um, I have a curious question because I know we're like, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit. I think I remember reading a interview about modern disco and mm-hmm. said that that song is heavily inspired by Genie in a Bottle by Christina Aguilera. Is there any truth to that? <laughs> um. I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't remember, but <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel like, yes, 
Because <laughs> and he's like, the reason, still good enough to deny that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm I'm very confident in the fact that I can't deny that <laughs> completely. <laughs> because we like genuinely are just weird dudes. Um, <laughs> so, so like we picked up inspiration from like everything, every corner of everything. So um, a lot of a lot of things like modern disco being like kind of based off of that like um a lot of those things are completely true because we just i don't know we just took uh, inspiration from a lot of different areas so you know, while i can't remember ex- explicitly why <laughs> i can't i can't say no <laughs> you know? like, like that sounds about right i can't tell you why but it seems very possible. <laughs> Dude, our song, uh, our song Twisted. Um, yeah. I literally, I got inspired to write that the way that I wrote it because of the fact that I love Tori Kelly. And I don't know if you know who Tori Kelly is, but um, she's enlighten, like this. Enlighten the folks that don't know. Okay, she's, she's this incredible singer. Uh, R&B, mostly pop and R&B, soul singer person and uh and i used to listen to her a lot and i mean a lot so (laughs) so i ended up um hearing the instrumental for that when we were writing to that record and i was just all like you know what it would be dope to do something that i feel like tori kelly would do on this and i think we like i think we almost petitioned to have her on the track or something like like it wasn't gonna happen, but it would have been dope. <laughs> so she, uh, and uh, by the way, she's like a Grammy award-winning artist. Um, she's the elephant in Sings. Oh wow! So like, um, if if there's people out there who don't know what the crap we're talking about, it's like she's the elephant in Sings and can like really, really, really sing well. I've not seen that movie, but that is a very cool thing to have gotten. You know, getting is that is it Pixar or or is it DreamWorks? Uh, I think it's DreamWorks. All right. I think it's DreamWorks, but um, but yeah, man, she uh, she's pretty awesome, and uh, and I built a lot of the cadence and and stuff around that. So that's why I'm just like, okay, genie bottle. It's legit, you know. <laughs> you can't legit. go wrong with you know. Can't you can't? Christian Aguilera was dope. <laughs> Still is. I think. Uh, um, yeah, like I, I, um, like I, I've talked to Nick. We've had Nick on the show. Like Nick's just really good people. Uh, I ran into him because he was uh, a marionette play. We're playing shows with uh, Kurt Travis, and there was backing band, mm-hmm. and I. He hooked me up with a tape deck of Dangerous Times and My Dangerous Ways, which I feel is a very solid album. And that artwork is just gorgeous, dude. Like, right? like that is just nice. Like, I love looking at it right now. And, like, I look at it, like, it just sits on my, my shelf in my room. And I'll just, like, stare at it right next to my Kurt Travis tape deck. And I'm just like, damn, that's some, that's some pretty art right there. <laughs> yeah. Now, nah, man, um, yeah, I actually have, uh, since I moved back to Vegas, I'm, I'm staying with my aunt and everything. Um, and she actually has a copy of it in her CD rack. 
and I and I came, I came across it. I was like, oh hey, you kept it. It's like yeah, you kept it. You guys are awesome. <laughs> I was like, it's got yeah. you on, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's gorgeous art, man. Uh, that one and the self-titled are like my favorite. Hell yeah. That's crazy though, because uh, I was talking to Nick, and like we do, we do polls on our page, and oh yeah, especially I, recently. Oh hell yeah, way more, <laughs> way more. But I way had uh, OG a marionette self-titled, and I I don't know why, but I don't think like I think something instrumentally with it, just something about it. Like Nick's not quite much of a fan of that album. He's like, don't share that album, please. <laughs> yeah no he's, he's always been that way about that album. yeah i i think maybe because it's 2015 maybe he wasn't like in the right headspace maybe he's a little self-conscious about something i don't get it because i like that album i think that album's solid as fuck but... um i feel like it was like a correlation of uh of what or actually a culmination of what we've become at that mm-hmm. point but it was very much so kind of like a like uh okay we did that now let's move on (laughs) was that like kind of like uh songs you guys had in the pocket for a while you played them for a long time and you're just like by the time it came out you're like i'm done i'm tired with this so can we move can we go somewhere else now uh possibly that may have been like the way that that felt i I can't i can't confirm or deny for him but of course um, yeah for me it definitely, it was one of my favorite albums, but percent, like, I, I quickly got more into repeating history over the last couple of years. Hell yeah. As far, as far as like, as far as like, oh, favorite albums that I did with the band. Um, I would say repeating history is probably number one. The, oh, yeah. The, I mean. Um, I get it. Not only does like the album slap, but the production's polished as fuck. But I mean, any album that has Kurt Travis and Tilly and Pearson on it, like the same time, like <laughs> I think that would be my favorite album too. Like if that was my work, and it's like, what's your favorite? I don't know. Maybe the one with two thirds of the dance camp and dance vocalists. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, that was that was definitely awesome. But um, I I don't know if that. It, it makes it special to me just because those were two vocalists that I, you know, came up in the scene, like really admiring. Mm-hmm. So, so that was very much a, almost like bucket list ish thing to do. <laughs> um, it, it is also bucket licious. I will say. Bucket licious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's definitely up there and that being one of the reasons, but um but yeah i don't know i would i self-titled one is just kind of like okay cool now we're not doing that anymore <laughs> like because i think it was just we were moving away from what we sounded like mm-hmm. and 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 very more towards like the experimental type stuff like because oh, yeah. that that album and then the ep before it the chapters ep was more or less i guess you could call it kind of riff salad pop punk in my opinion yeah so um so i guess going away from that album everything we did after that it was like 
a lot more in tune with what we had started really like loving. Yeah. I feel that. Like, you know, you guys kind of like, I mean, you've been around since I want to say like the tail end of the MySpace era, you know, like when mm-hmm. MySpace started like closing up their doors and treating everybody like crap by changing like the format of the page and how everything works. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like that's like a long stretch of time, like five, six years. You guys are playing the same kind of tunes, like in the same umbrella. I mean, I, the itch to make something new and different had to be there, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can't knock that. So, I mean, I don't want to like pester you about a band you're no longer in because, I mean, you know, I I'm, I know you're cool with all of them still. I know there's nothing but love between all y'all guys. Like, there's not... There's no bad blood. That wasn't like a that was I'm pretty sure that was an amicable split, correct? Yeah, it was. I had my reasons. They had their reasons. Mm-hmm. It was it was just I feel like um now it, it's more or less water under the bridge. But um, you know, I haven't talked to everybody, but I've been pretty much a hermit <laughs> for the last yeah. for the last couple of years. Um, I actually just ran into Spencer. And we had a we had a convo and and uh, exchanged numbers because both of our numbers changed and all that stuff. But like, um, and yeah, no, they're still, I, in my opinion, they're still good dudes. They're still making right. really awesome music. And um, hell yeah, and it's cool to it's cool to see it like continued. Um, yeah, with 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 the different flavor that is Spencer because he's a whole different kind of beast. Um, oh yeah he comes with a lot he comes with a lot of toys as far as his <laughs> skill set yeah. is concerned so his, um, his toolbox he's got a lot of different like fancy tools in his toolbox it's it's interesting to see what he does because i i i from what i've gathered because you know i talked to i talked to i mean i'm part of the local scene so i talked to a lot of folks and it's just like i believe spencer you know izzy whatever you want to call him uh hmm. like he isn't like traditionally like a post-hardcore vocalist like he's very new to like you know Seosin and like you know the, all the bands that like a lot of people grew up with but he's so willing to learn about that stuff because it's like the scene has embraced him because you know yeah. like America plays everywhere dude like if they're if Chain Reaction has a show Marionette's like we're there <laughs> <laughs> we got you we got uh, you and I love yeah. that work from them you know and I uh I think like your impression that you left because like I, you know I'm, I'm from the socal scene like when i first played a show with like my first show with my other band was with the marionette and they're like oh yeah quinn he like moved to alaska and you know, i was just like wait what is that, is that true <laughs> to alaska <laughs> yeah man like i was saying before i uh uh when i got married i moved up to alaska we're, we're separated now by the way it's not it's it's all good i'm so cool dude but like yeah. um but yeah, I moved up to Alaska for like four years, and how was that? It was <laughs> really, really cold. cold. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like it was like adjusting, like extremely adjusting your body to to just a complete different type of, of element. And it's yeah. like dark there too, like a lot of the area, right? Yeah, it's well, I think about four or six months out of the year yeah we have like just dark 
and uh, and then it's like daytime for like three hours and then it's dark again but i was i was kind of okay with that because i'm more of a night person anyway but it's like it's nighttime um, all the time <laughs> yeah yeah but uh i mean it was cool because there was nature and ish like you can't you can't debate that like it was like i had never seen like a moose up close and those jokers are huge and um yeah like it i think it was just refreshing to not really live in the city for a while and uh it's good uh, times you know hit, hit the reset button on like you know i mean you toured the country you played festivals I'm sure you like got to the point where you're like, hey, could everybody just get out of my face for a second? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, um, I, I don't necessarily love touring too much, but at the same time, I love meeting people and I love performing. So it's kind of <laughs> like a, it's like a, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like in order to do what we do, you know, you have to, you have to be willing to go out there, uh, and go get it you know but it's i can't say it's my favorite thing but i definitely i didn't like i wasn't like oh let me get away from all this oh my goodness like because i actually really love meeting people and and talking to people about whatever it is in their life they feel like they want to talk about Um, yeah and uh and then sharing my story and, and talking to people about new bands and and getting to know people like i still run into people who listen to the old marionette stuff and they're just like oh my gosh quinn like what what do you do <laughs> what, what do you do <laughs> what do you do what do you do so um and that's always fun so um oh yeah anybody ever runs into me it's cool just just say hi or whatever <laughs> he's just a dude man i know he glows brightly and his voice is angelic but he's just a dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i don't glow but <laughs> but I, I will definitely let him lie to you definitely love you i love you down i'll hug you well in these post-covid times i don't know if i'll hug you but we can dab it but up also, you know you put on a big plastic saran wrap suit you'll be all right <laughs> exactly man but yeah um yeah man i was up in alaska it was cool it was dope That's all. but i'm actually glad to be back back in vegas back home and that's like your your backpack right like that's where you're living now yeah hell yeah dude las vegas scene needs someone like you dude like without a doubt hey man i'm i'm starting to be out and about again so we'll we'll, we'll see maybe i'll maybe i'll start doing shows in vegas but um but yeah my my first show actually as q um was in arizona so that wasn't even a hometown show but it was cool I ran into some people there that actually love a marionette oh we just saw him andreas music andreas is awesome <laughs> like yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that's gotta be kind of trippy though like when you think about it like i know arizona is like kind of like a rock skipping away from vegas but i mean you're not playing a, a local show you know like your hometown crowd you're in another state and you got yeah. people that are just like walking up to you like i know who you are right I just saw your other band. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm playing a show here. Um, no, uh, it's it's humbling. I'll tell you that much because um, when you're doing it, you don't really think about it too much. And I feel like the people that do 
you probably need to stop like don't be full of yourself you know but uh, but you you don't really think about how music really connects with people um so it's just kind of crazy to have that even happen like genuinely made my my ex like I don't know. If, I don't know if it made her angry, but she did laugh because a dude came up to me in the grocery store in Alaska. He looked like a he looked like a scene kid, kind of like a deathcore kid or whatever. And um, and he came up and he 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 kind of looked at me, and I was just like, "Yo, what's up, man?" And he's like, "Where, where, where? You need help?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm good." And and so we walk around the other aisle, and I see the dude kind of peek around the corner. And my ex goes, did you notice that guy's like looking at you? And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I thought, <laughs> he was, I thought he was just working, whatever. And so when we come to the other side of the aisle, he comes up and he's like, dude, I like, you probably weren't expecting this, but I love a marionette. And I just wanted to make sure it was you. I just wanted to say hi, man. I didn't think I would ever see you. You're up in Alaska right now. I'm all like, what the hell? <laughs> like, how the heck did we reach all the way up there? That's crazy. But the internet's you know, wild. Bro. You know, Chiodo says there's no penguins in Alaska, but there's a marionette fans in Alaska. Apparently. <laughs> if, they're, if they were to hit up there, they would probably clean up, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> Got a whole new audience. So... I mean, as as much as I, I I love a marionette, you love a marionette. We love the fans of a marionette. But let's talk about Q, man. Q E W. So I one thing I want to address at the top though is you know you got songs called like Kaioken and Solar Flare, and we got a Dragon Ball Z fan here in our midst. I I think. Oh, maybe. Are you are you a Dragon Ball Z fan or a Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball GT or Dragon Ball Super fan? Nah, I hate it. Hate it all. I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> that common rider, though, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, no, I Dragon Ball Z was like Dragon Ball was like my gateway anime for like it was for a lot of people, but it was really like that thing that kind of made me like want to even try to pursue uh, like any kind of like animation or anything. I wanted to do that when I was younger, but. Uh, yeah, man, I love it. It's just, uh, it's a cool place to write from. Like, uh, like I was saying earlier, like, um, the freedom to be able to kind of write what's on my mind a little bit more in-depthly uh, is dope. And then the fact that I get to kind of pair it with the other things that I love as far as the whole geekdom stuff is concerned. Um, it, it makes it even better. So I'm definitely a fan of uh, anything Dragon Ball. I don't know how I feel about Super. Uh, the first, the first half of it was kind of lame to me. But like fill- um, I mean, it was kind of like filler because it's like that already happened, and you guys kind of changed it, and it's not even the same like level of quality. No, it definitely wasn't. But then they brought back some of the artists and some of the writers, I guess from from old seasons on Dragon Ball Z, so it started yeah. to kind of started to kind of level out. And they kind of changed the animation style to kind of like reflect like the old show a little bit more. I mean, yeah. as a fan, I appreciate that kind of stuff because it's kind of like showing you're like, yeah, we care, dude. Like, sorry about that. Like, we didn't mean to make some smudgy animations. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. The little derpy Goku. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but if anyone who has ever been a fan of Dragon Ball Z, as long as I have, you know that, like, those kind of screenshots and screen caps exist even in the original, like, last two series. This is, like, super, I mean, not super, uh, like, Z and Dragon Ball had tons of, like, frames where things just look a little questionable and rushed, you know what I mean? Yeah, they outsourced that mug, and they were like, we need it done today. (laughs) People, it's like five minutes on Namek, bro. It takes, like, 20 hours, you know, like an animation studio. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah. So, um, I actually carried a little bit of that into a song that I did with uh, my friend Cyrus Sonata. He just released a track called Energy, and, um, and I did the artwork for the thumbnail. And uh, we, were, we were talking about it, and I just had the brilliant idea to, uh, <laughs> to uh, and I say brilliant with the quotes, the air quotes, uh, <laughs> but brilliant idea of doing like a Dragon Ball Z-ish type animation for it, which I forgot how much work goes into cell shading. So oh, yeah. I was just kind of like, ah, crap, man, what did I, why, why did I suggest this? But, um, but we ended up doing it, and it I finished it. It came out. It's pretty awesome, in my opinion. Like the song itself, he's a really dope artist. Kind of Tyler the Creator-ish type artist. So wait, wait, wait. So with like animation and stuff, like, do you like, like, did you, you like, you do it like as like a kind of commission base? Like, do you do artwork for people if they reach out to you and they're like, "Hey, I need some album artwork," like? Can you hook me up, Mr. Awesome Magic Man? <laughs> I mean, I used to. Um, I started to. Hey, um, I think y'all, I think my phone froze for a second. Um, all right. Were y'all able to hear each other? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it went out for like a, maybe like a few seconds or like the recording stopped for a little bit, but I guess we can keep going. But just like, <laughs> All that Dragon Ball were out the window. <laughs> Redact. So, well, let's uh, let's just recap right now. Dragon Ball okay, right. half of it sucks. Um, uh, the, <laughs> the other half is pretty dope. Tournament of Power. Woo. Um, <laughs> that bro, that Broly movie, that Broly movie in theaters, that was like eye candy. Like I was, my, my eyes were munching that animation. I don't care Dude, if it looked like a video game. That was like the embodiment of being on like LSD or something like. Hell yeah! <laughs> I have, I, I've never done drugs before, and I'm just like, this is drugs. This is drugs. This, right now. I, he's like, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but but oh yeah, the I re- haven't done artwork on commission uh, for a long time. But um, if it's I'm, if it's I, somebody close, sure. Yeah. Because I I'm looking at like you know I'm on your Spotify page right now and I'm just looking like you do all the artwork for your own singles correct? Mostly? Yeah, with the exception of Solar Flare, I've done all the artwork for him. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! Like it looks legit, and like what I like about it is it's kind of like its own thing. It doesn't like feel like oh that's kind of in the vein of this. It's kind of in the vein of that. It's like I look at it, I'm like this looks like something that this dude made. You know what I mean? This is some cute shit. <laughs> yeah man oh that that's been a really cool part of um diving into being a a solo artist and everything like just making a lot of those kinds of decisions um oh yeah dude just doing just doing it 
as opposed to like trying to get somebody else to do it just kind of making yeah i recommend that like i think like for most people that like you know if you're an artist or a musician or whatever and you don't know how to do art or like you know like your own promo stuff like practice practice and learn how to do it yourself like absolutely man that's like a that's a part of the uh that's a part of the creativity of it that's my music i did the art me yeah (laughs) it's a part of it it's a whole thing um it it makes it feel like more like yours you know what i mean absolutely yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see what it's like um when i do outsource because solar flare was kind of like the amalgamation of ideas that I had an ideas that the producer of that beat had. Yeah. And then the feature on that outer city, he was just kind of, he's a graphic designer as well. And he yeah. goes, yeah, let me, let me take a crack at it. Hold my beer. Like, <laughs> let, me, let me try it out. So he kind of merged the two. So. Hell yeah, dude. One thing I, um, I've always, I like, I've become, uh, I'm starting to speak this, uh, this philosophy. Um, Cause like, I always tell people that like when I started screaming, like cause I'm a screamo guy and like, I was like, yeah, one day I just opened my mouth and I could just scream. But like, I think back to my childhood and just like sitting in my yard or standing in my yard, play fighting with my cousins or my friends and just like pretending I was Goku yelling at the top of my lungs. <laughs> 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 <Yeah! I'm awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm like, I think about that because Dragon Ball Z had a shit ton of yelling in it. And like everybody, like Piccolo and Vegeta kind of talking like a growl. And I'm just like, did Dragon Ball Z teach me how to scream? I think they did. <laughs> yeah. Like just. <laughs> Go have, you seen, have you ever seen like the, have you ever seen the outtakes of them screaming in the booth? That's, that's the best stuff. Dude, it's so good. Like I've seen like Sean, uh, I think it's Shimmel or whatever his yeah. name is. Like dude, that is Goku. And they had like takes of him doing like the Super Saiyan three transformation, which I think was probably the hardest that dude ever went. Yeah, and like like passed out in the booth, and I was just like, <laughs> damn, <laughs> <laughs> like damn. Yeah. But, like that's why I always tell people because I, I teach people like how to do vocal lessons and stuff, and I like I kind of like I can't sing. Like I'm not a good singer. I'm not gonna try to say. I am, but I always tell people like you kind of have to look at like screaming as like voice acting a little bit because it's like you're creating distortion with your voice and the microphone's supposed to do the yelling for you, not you. Because if you're yelling, I mean, as a vocalist, you know, like don't go yelling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yelling is just like it's not a thing that your body's used to. It'll never be used to yelling ever. And like with musicians being on like the live circuit or just playing shows like sometimes the sound guy's not going to have your back and you're going to be not able to hear yourself like don't don't overcompensate because all you're going to do is hurt yourself and don't don't do what sean schimmel did on dragon ball z and pass out on stage trying to like makes you make yourself (laughs) yeah man no i it's funny you say that like that's one of the things that i didn't learn until like ironically enough after having been in a marionette and um and it's just it's it's funny now it's just like wow all the all the songs like i can still sing the ones that were like super old the ones the ones that nick doesn't like i can still sing 
<laughs> I can sing it. I can sing those uh, even better now than what I did then or coming up because there was a lot of there was a lot of health issues that went into that too. Um, yeah. That I got that I got looked at for when I went up to Alaska, but um, yeah, it's ironic. I'm just like, wow, this is so easy to sing now, and it's just because I got. What happened? It got quiet. Yeah, I think you cut out for a second. <laughs> Audio is a little weird today. It's all good. Quinn, come back. Yeah, we didn't lose him. Okay. I, I, have, I have returned. I have returned. <laughs> I don't know where I cut off, though. You were talking about uh, how much easier it is to sing uh, the, uh, your, your favorite record and how Nick, uh, he loves that record so much. And... Uh, <laughs> You're saying you had health issues, but like now that it's it's kind of easier to sing was basically where we left off. Yeah. Okay. My bad. Uh, yeah. No, it's um, yeah, it's a lot easier to sing that stuff now, and it's it's just kind of ironic. It's just because you know I used to build a lot of different things and um, and be at like the top top of my range, but then I realized. I was like, it doesn't even really take all that, man. Like you were saying uh, with the whole yeah. screaming thing, um, because if you're overcompensating, then you know you're just gonna end up straining yourself and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But I just kind of learned how to control it, and um, you know, it's it's helping me even now. And I don't really have to do too much of. I don't have to do a fraction of you know yeah. that in rap per se, but. Yeah. But it's fun to kind of just like still go there and do it sometimes. I feel like, I feel like, cause like, you know, the scene, like, you know, the proggy post hardcore, post rock, you know, that kind of scene. Like, I think there's a lot of musicianship in there. And I feel like when young bucks come into the scene, like, I think at any scene, like, everybody thinks at a young age, it's like, oh, when I go on that stage, I have to leave it all on the stage. I, like, I shouldn't be able to be able to function tomorrow. And it's just like, if you're playing one show and you're not going to play another one for maybe another month, go for it. But if you're on tour and you try to do that shit every night, yeah, you're you're not going to be uh, be able to make the rest of that tour. You're gonna you're gonna be weak, weak sauce by like the the first week, and yeah. um, pace yourself. <laughs> pace yourself. Uh, yeah, it, like, have you heard that comment that uh, Machine Gun Kelly said like a while back about being on like. Warp tour and seeing like the older bands like have really comfortable shoes or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I was all like, well, yeah, I get it. I get the, the, the fashion things and the aesthetic or whatever, but like, well, that's like, for homie, like especially if yeah. you're on Warp tour, fans don't have our support. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's just and it's just kind of like all right man but why why can't i be comfortable on stage man but um, like that's the one so place you kind of like agreed and didn't disagree yeah like i get where he's coming from like oh yeah the scene aesthetic yeah. you want to look like the part and it's like yeah bro but that's the only thing you got going for you in terms of like it's like i think it's half and half honestly because i think yeah. it is kind of well i mean actually you can look however you want on stage yeah. it, it's like your own you can build your own aesthetic yeah. But I kind of also get like comfort wanting to 
comfort's <laughs> important, but also like looking good, I think is also kind of, you know, important too, I guess. It's part but, of it. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, some guys go, it's like part also of the be safe. Aesthetic. Like you can't be hurting yourself. So. Yeah, you don't want to be wearing Doc Martens and like slipping on stage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Someone spill Get some those insults the, for your docs, right? Those yeah. are the best. Those are the best moments. Like, and you have to just kind of like you eat crap on stage, and you just like get up and like, whoa! <laughs> those are the best. You just gotta like any out there. Gotta get some nice. You just gotta get some Nikes or Adidas, and just because they look good now, might as well, right? hell yeah my advice my advice to anyone listening if you eat shit on stage or you fuck up or you fall over or something happens like sound difficulties or just anything just always remember the show goes on and how you recover from it will be looked at more than the fuck up because exactly yeah and some people i'm like sometimes like if it's not like totally embarrassing they'll just be like wow this guy was going so hard he almost fell or something like that like Mm -hmm. And try yeah. to look cool. But if <laughs> if you fuck up and then you throw a tantrum or you like start screaming at your band or you just start like, I mean, if your recovery ends up being worse than like the fuck up, then they're gonna talk about the fuck if up. You, and if you start riling on the ground and you're tangled up in the cords and like <laughs> <laughs> everyone has it on film and it becomes a a, at that a, point, a at sitcom that point, viral moment. <laughs> At that point, you're fired. You can't like come on, <laughs> come on, man. What are you... <laughs> like come on, bro. No, nah, man. Uh, what was it? Uh, actually, the show that I played in Arizona, uh, somebody who I took a picture with, like, gave me dap because of a slip that they saw that I did on stage, and they were just like, "Man, you just kept rapping. I, I thought you were gonna eat some." So I'm not going to say the ex- expletive, but they, they're they like, I thought you were going to biff it on stage and, and you just kept rapping. I was just like, yep, you got to you got to keep doing it. There was long story short, I'm, I'm OK with wearing comfortable shoes on stage. I was wearing like my really padded, uh, comfortable workout shoes on stage. And so I when I when I came out, there was like this sub. It was at this place called The Den in yeah. prescott arizona and um there was this like sub there and whomever was before me there was water or something a little bit on stage so yeah. the edge of my shoe i guess caught some and i was i like slipped on the sub when i went out on the sub and came back and and did like a little twirly move or something and and kind of went into like a little oozy shoulder and uh <laughs> had to keep rapping <laughs> So it was like I was just like, "Whoa, you saw that?" They're like, "Yeah, but you kept rapping. It was dope." And I was like, "Yeah, gotta keep going for the team." <laughs> I feel it, man. Like without a doubt, like being able to carry on with the show and just like keep cool, man. Because like everyone seeing you on stage, they already think you're cool. You're on stage. <laughs> Don't lose the cool. Hopefully. <laughs> 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 yeah man not all the time there, there are definitely some hecklers but this is i mean it's definitely a good footwear era because i think your workout shoes actually look kind of good right now so <laughs> <laughs> dude they like unintentional swag is, is exactly yeah like, like i see people <laughs> like wearing like i don't know pretty I don't know like just basic acidetas and like the gym and they actually look like pretty nice like i would like 
for just for being workout shoes. So, oh yeah, yeah. So you can be comfortable and look good these days. That's Skechers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I used to have such a crush on the Skechers girl back in the day. I don't remember what her name. Was. Um, which one? I mean, I I know, right? Are you talking about <laughs> JoJo? JoJo. Was that? Was that, was the, was she that? was a Skechers chick. Yeah, I think she was. Yeah. Talking about JoJo, JoJo Siwa, or JoJo like the R and B singer, because those are two different realms. No, I'm thinking about JoJo. Like, isn't wasn't she like a kid actress or something like on Nickelodeon? Yeah, you're talking about JoJo Siwa. Like, no, I no, no, no. no. There was no, there was Siwa. one back in when I was a kid, though. Another one, another person named JoJo. She was a brunette. Yeah, JoJo the R and B singer. That she is oh, fine. Okay. She is fine to me. I don't care. Whatever. Fight me. She's fine. <laughs> but yeah, dude. She was in that Robin Williams movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're talking about the wrong. Yeah, okay. I was like, I, I, <laughs> I never listened to her music. I was like, she an R&B singer? Yeah, man. Okay. She's crazy. Crazy with it. Right on. I feel it, man. So, like, We've talked about anime. We've talked about music. We've talked about practically everything that makes you you. But the one thing we have not spoken about is your English accents. No, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is no, terrible. I was going to ask because, like, I mean, you lived in Alaska. You live in Vegas. And I know, this may seem like a random as fuck question, but, like, like, what is there to eat in Alaska? Like, what is the cuisine like? Because I know Probably lots of meat. Hey, <laughs> lots of meat, my guy. No paws, all hugs. Um, <laughs> all meat. No. Um, is there like moose everywhere? Like enough where you could actually like people eat moose and it doesn't really matter or like. No. See, the thing is, is that when. Or like they escape or going extinct or something or no they're just uh they're just protected okay they're, they're protected by the by the state so um the only time i think you can get moose meat is when somebody coincidentally like runs into one on the highway or like oh. hmm. or or they just find a moose body where they because they like monitor all of them so so they kind of know how to like control the population up there, but um, yeah, it's, it's 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 a little different. They like towards the end of me staying there is when they just started getting like stuff like canes and Sonic, and, <laughs> and I was just all like, "Whoa, they finally have it up here!" And I hear they have a Del Taco. Was talking about it. Apparently, they finally got a Del Taco up there, but. Um, but yeah, it's it's more or less stuff like that, like moose jerky, uh, a lot of fish. I had fresh salmon when I was up mm. there, salmon, salmon. Yeah, like it was different, bro. It was different because I had salmon down here and it wasn't as good. It wasn't as fresh tasting. Oh, I can imagine. I have a, I have a uh, request for you. What um, is that? Okay, I don't think we've ever had a listener from Alaska because we can see where the locations of the people are. So can you, like, tell someone that you met in Alaska to listen to this episode? 
just so we can knock that off and it'll be Vermont will be the only state we haven't had a listener in yet. Can I tell <laughs> can yeah. I tell them can I tell them what now? Tell tell someone someone you met in Alaska to listen to this episode because then we'll finally we'll have 49 to 50 states. We'll finally have people in someone listen from Alaska. Cause I don't think we've uh, had any from Alaska. He's, trying, he's like he's like Thanos right now. He's trying to complete his United States uh <laughs> He just needs First one more United snow. States, then the world, then I don't know, the moon. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Mars. All right. Then uh, a person I met there, uh, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, if you if you if you're listening, man, I know he's listening from Alaska. He's, he's right. <laughs> in with, in with awesome. Listen, please. Oh, God. <laughs> please listen, Charlie. Please. Please, please. Please, please. We love you, Charlie. <laughs> You're finally going to get that Alaska listener. And then it'll just be up to Vermont. Vermont? You know anyone in Vermont? It's, it's on you. No, I don't, actually. I don't think Yeah, so. I don't either. <laughs> I don't think we even went to Vermont. I don't think we ever went to Vermont. I, don't think I, it's, I think it's kind of remote, so there's probably not too many. I mean, like, I, mean, I guess Burlington is a decent-sized city with, like, a college in it. But, like, I don't think... Otherwise, Bands. much of a reason to tour Vermont. Right. It's just kind of out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, as far as as far as uh, this is concerned, it's really cool. I appreciate you guys being so nice and reaching out and and wanting to check up on your boy. You feel me? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, back in vegas dude like i live in uh inland empire san bernardino county uh rialto and like you know chain reaction and la that's not too far from me i mean las vegas ain't too far either i mean when we were hungry and when we were young fest is going out there so i mean maybe we might run into each other one day you never know dude yeah. if if when we were young fest actually happens like <laughs> you know the way that it, the way that it's supposed to because I've, I've talked to a couple of bands about it but not not like the bigger bands that are on it so it's like of course i know that as far as they're concerned it's, it's actually happening but i've yet yeah. to hear anything from it but if it does um oh yeah i'm definitely gonna be out there uh, I'm telling everybody I know, like, hey, even if you can't afford to get into when we were young, because like uh, when we were, we were hungry festival, from what I gather, that's going to be happening like a couple days before. It's basically all the bands that would love to have been on when we were young, but they couldn't get on the bill. So they made their own festival that's going to be like, I believe, sponsored by Denny's. So, I oh mean, my gosh. Pancakes in the pit, man. <laughs> Dude, in the pit. that would be freaking awesome. Didn't, uh, didn't Las Vegas during that week is going to be like a scene utopia. Like there's going to be like our kinds of people all around. So if you're in Vegas that week, you're probably going to have fun as fuck to anyone listening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Seriously. I'm sure everything will be surcharged up because there'll be so many people there. But like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's try to go. <laughs> Yeah, get out of here, man. And I would definitely hang out. I've already told a couple of people if they come out. Just just hit me up. Because uh, that you don't, we don't get that. They, like, our scene isn't really celebrated like that too often. So 
it's an opportunity. Yeah. Hell yeah. And like every band yeah. that's listening, like you better print some business cards or some flyers, get some burnt CDs out there. Like this is the time to hustle. Get that street team energy for yourself, like the guy in the MySpace days. <laughs> With the flyers, and he just went around. Yeah. We'll do the same. We'll, we'll hand out uh, CDs of the episodes. There you go. Well, I mean, Kurt Travis owes us a tape yeah. deck. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, I mean, everybody should be here, huh? I wonder if dance is going to do, like, like, all the singers type thing uh i mean probably not one of them but i don't know what you're talking about my guy. <laughs> I, I think he's talking about uh will swan you know like i, I just i feel like his like maybe like he needs to work do, they won't rap. do any they will not do any rap songs is what i'm trying to say they won't oh. do any rap songs <laughs> no none of the dance cabinets rap songs are gonna be on the set hey. Sorry to break all, I, all I know is I, <laughs> I I know I know and and I told them so I could I could fill in in certain spots I don't know I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, um, we should have had any rap songs uh, on the upcoming album. I mean, he probably wouldn't have said, but like he probably would have been like, uh, I don't know, but. <laughs> <laughs> Will's Will's got bars though. Will's got bars. Oh, he does for oh. sure. I like I like what I like about Will as a rapper is his like choice in rhyming patterns. It's not like, you know, he's not. It's definitely not like some like eighties rap where it's like. (laughs) 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 He definitely he goes at he approaches it because with his screaming and stuff, like I feel like he was emulating John Mess when he first started screaming, and I feel like it kind of like polluted his rap style, which kind of made it more interesting, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I think it's interesting. One thing about him is that, like, I feel like he always switches genres every time he every time he d- he raps. Like, he's always oh yeah something a little different. I'm just thinking, uh, I, uh, my like when I first when I think of Will Swan rapping, my first thought always is powder to the people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I got yeah. a yellow paper of context with my eyes see clear, like that shit. Like just like I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> just rhyming dude some people just have like a natural like just rap bone in their body i don't know how to explain it somebody could like you know those people that could like freestyle where you just don't really run into it anymore like juice world for instance like that dude was like an enigma yeah without a doubt man it's like a quagmire within an enigma wrapped in a question mark <laughs> like, I'm like, how do you do that, my guy? How do you do that? And I feel how like, you be- Will- how do you do that? And I feel like uh, Will's probably the same way musically. Not mm-hmm. to say that he doesn't have the bars or the lyrics, but he's just that way musically. Because how the heck, man? Y'all already have like nine albums ready, and it's and it's just the beginning. That's 2022. <laughs> Isn't that the worst when someone's like super talented and then they just branch off and start doing something else and they're also super talented and it's like, motherfucker, stop hoarding all the fucking talent. I want to be talented too. (laughs) I wish, man. I wish. I think like people like that are good though because I feel like those people inspire people like me, maybe people like you, maybe people like anybody. 
that are just kind of like, you know what, maybe I should try a little harder. Maybe I shouldn't fuck my voice up yelling on stage. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Going back to uh, Andrew um, from Idola, now Dance Gavin Dance as well. Um, he he was kind of one of those singers for me because it was just funny. Like the first, I don't know if that was the first time we played together. No, it was like, it was on, it was on a, one of the cart tours and, um, and Idola played and I was just like, how is this, how is his voice so clean right now? It is ridiculous how well this man is singing. And um, and just kind of made me go like, and maybe I should stop screaming so much on stage. Like not, <laughs> not blowing my voice out in the first two songs. Like maybe, maybe and, and you know what the worst part is? And and Andrew Wells be screaming now. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's but see that's an example of doing it right. Yep. Because he was talking about it yesterday and he had gone to like melissa cross to like because oh. like her her lessons like like she's taught under oath she's taught everybody everybody from lamb of god to all like all every asset of like the scene without a doubt yeah and she's like her teachings are paramount like even if you're just a singer you don't want to learn how to scream like definitely look into her teachings because oh, yeah. She's just hella intelligent and she knows how to like maintain your voice and like being a vocalist, like clean singing, like that can still wear on your voice. And if you have like kind of like training techniques or just kind of like a know-how of what not to do in like one department, it could probably help you get better at the other. Cause I'm hoping that all this like leathering of my throat will eventually click and I can get the singing thing down. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't work like that though. <laughs> just gotta keep you just gotta keep practicing and practicing and practicing one day it'll make sense right so nah she's definitely a queen man she yeah. is ridiculous and i am not surprised that that is how he accomplished this because uh because homies got pipes man mm -hmm. uh, it's the same with like tillian tillian yeah. has like a ridiculous voice it just doesn't it doesn't go by like this dimension's rules. You feel me? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't do that. And I'm just like, how? Your voice is just naturally like this? He doesn't follow the laws of nature. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's so handsome. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, this but is yeah, not fair. Man. How can he be handsome, good singer? You got biceps the size of my head. Like, what's going on, man? What little, am I doing? Little a little taller like how are you getting all this stuff man <laughs> <laughs> making you making it harder for the rest of us <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro so now nah, i admire stuff like that but definitely um oh. but Don donovan as well i just wanted to shout him out too because oh yeah really getting nearly as much love as you should in my it's opinion so that just came out like he he just dropped a single he's got a uh, solo album coming out through kill iconic i was listening to that shit and that shit's fire as fuck yeah without a doubt yeah. I, um i was at the scary kids scaring kids show they were playing a tour with drugs secrets and uh dead american which is like cove Rebber's new band from seosin mm -hmm. uh and like for the encore, uh, Donovan came on stage with Kurt Travis, who's filling in for Scary Kids at the moment. And they they did Faces by Scary Kids, and it was like angelic, dude. 
like ethereal. Dude, I wish I would have seen that. I gotta pull that up somewhere. There's there, there, there's videos online. There's definitely like it might be on like you have to like maybe look on Instagram, maybe YouTube. I don't know if it's on YouTube, but like he's been following along on the tour, and I mean the amount of guests they have on their sets, like scary kids would be bringing little Lotus on stage. They're bringing freaking, uh, uh, Cove rubber. And it's just like, wow, these guys are going swinging for the fences and just like their whole new records, just full, like every track's a feature, you know? That's cool though. I, I love that. They actually like took it in that direction. You yeah. know, um, because, you know, scary kids was just that band back then. Mm-hmm. They, kind of, they were like a bridge because it's like you had bands that had keyboards and the, like like get up kids you know and it was more pop punky you had bands like reggie and the full effect where that were just kind of like the same thing but like little post hardcore but scary kids was like let's go full tilt on that just like moogie keyboardy synthy like post hardcore vibe and it was just like that's the jam right there right the guitar yeah. <laughs> Dude, that dude goes hard. We need more hard of that. Cars so hard in my life, man. No, you have to. If you're playing the, like, the who guitar, who else pulls it off besides I don't know SpongeBob during the uh, Sweet Good Victory thing? Otherwise, like it's just yeah, it's just SpongeBob and um, Scary Kids scaring kids, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> when when I was when I was a young boy, my fault. Fa- I'm just kidding. when I was a young boy. <laughs> when i was a teen when i was a teen um there's this band called uh totally rad with two d's and two exclamation points at the end and like they used to dress like girl scouts and just like the lead singer would sing scream and he had a guitar i was just like this is the coolest band i've ever seen (laughs) they were were kind of inspiration on ryan Oh, now yeah. all his all his music is gonna be guitar and uh, Girl Scouts. Yeah, dude, that's, that's, I'm gonna yeah. dress like a Boy Scout and just be the most powerful Girl Scout. You know how you mm-hmm. can like capitalize on that? <laughs> you could you could capitalize on that by selling Girl Scout cookies. Look at this. This man's a marketing genius. I, I'm <laughs> knock not off. That. That's probably knock why it's that's probably why totally rad isn't around anymore because they didn't have that like marketing know-how it was just the next step that was just yeah it's the logical next step for you exactly cookies it shows shows <laughs> co- hustling man and you don't even have to buy girl scout cookies you could just buy like a bunch of boxes and that right. look like girl scout cookies what are you gonna put in the boxes then you gotta have like a picture of yourself <laughs> like eating one of the cookies like just have yeah. just did a bunch just of different like, weird yeah. poses, right? <laughs> <laughs> and like different environments. Dude, that would, be, get, like, that would go maybe hard, get, actually. Maybe if you get like a cookie cutter, you can make like your cookies look like badges, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. This is, we're we're too we're we're giving away way way too many good ideas. Are we gonna are we gonna start selling cookies? <laughs> <laughs> the three of us. We got to start selling as long as they have that picture of you like eating a cookie in a different pose. Just yum on the front cover. (laughs) Our band got shut down by the uh, FDA. (laughs) Bro, how did did we even do this? This 
this went this went so far left. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like like we love staying on topic, but the one thing that we're most proud of is we can totally derail any conversation into the most like random rants ever. <laughs> well, because yeah. now now since we're talking about it, like um the the key the guitarist. I don't know how you had the keyboardist, guitarist from Scaring Kids. Yeah, his hair was magnificent. Like, have oh, you ever, like, mm-hmm. like he had one of those, like, lion mane yeah. hairstyles, like, looking like day. Ryan a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how does this work, man? Your hair is just, like, sitting on your head. <laughs> I, the, way, uh, the way I've always, because I haven't gotten a haircut since 2019, and, like, before that like i think like when i got a haircut i only got like the ends cut off so mm. it's a lot of it is just like not touching your hair <laughs> just letting it <laughs> cuz like I, I used to go to hair like beauty school and stuff and like that whole like thing where hairdressers tell you like oh you got to get your hair cut every month to help it grow it's like no they're just trying to get you in there every month and giving them money that your hair will not grow if you cut it every month <laughs> <laughs> It'll grow in a certain fashion. It'll like it would probably grow in and look a lot healthier and stuff. Like, cause my hair kind of has like a dryness to it, but like my hair is thick as fuck. It or it's gonna look like strong no matter what. But yeah, like, <laughs> to anyone listening, if you want your hair to grow, just leave it the fuck alone. Like it's gonna look awkward sometimes. It's gonna look like not right. It's gonna look like you're gonna have awkward phases where your hair is not at that point where it's like where you want it to be in length, but hold on man you can get it's there. like real life you're gonna have awkward <laughs> phases there's gonna be times when you just don't like look right <laughs> yeah oh yeah but you just gotta Dude, push through it you're making you me gotta... want to you're making me want to get my uh, locks back bro i want to grab the locks back man just do it just just let it happen man like if, as long as you like i mean some people have to cut their hair for work and shit but like you know Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Forget those guys. <laughs> yeah, like, it's your body. Do what you want with it. Exactly. It's time to bring back seed hair, right? Yeah. yeah. Flat oh, it's iron. already here, bro. Flat iron. Yep. It's already Is it already here? here? Dude, have you, not seen, have you not seen what's been going on, bro? It's like, it's like people are just deciding to live in the 2010s. Like, That's awesome. <laughs> Because that was the funnest thing, even though I think it needed a little bit of tweaking, but we should definitely do that. You ready, you ready to go full scene again, Ryan? Hell yeah, man. Let's go to scene school. Let, let's, get, let's get some lady jeans right now. Um, lady, oh, skinny jeans now, man. Well, I know, but we, we were going to get the ones straight from the women's department. we we, like when I had to grab pants back in the day, because we didn't have a skinny jean section in the MySpace days. And I was, but, <laughs> yeah. You had to go to the girl pants section and you had to find like me, I had to find like a size seven or a nine, because you know I'm a I'm about six foot, about 150, 160. Dude, so you know I, that was a struggle, man. Like dude, yeah. I I was a really skinny guy, so none of like the skinny like they had skinny jeans, but they never fit me because I was just too skinny for the skinny jeans. So I always had to buy girl jeans regardless. 
<laughs> I will. I will never regret wearing gr- girl pants because, like, those things are comfy as fuck. Like people, they talk, they're well, very, like you get the stretchy ones. ones. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the one. I mean, most uh, a lot of them have like elastic in them that, like, yeah, which is spandex. cool. But like a lot of them, ones I had, I don't think actually did. Like, yeah. like not that's not like spandex, but like they have like a little bit of elastic, like yeah, in the in the material, so they stretch a little bit. Oh yeah. 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 But like the best part is like you know if you get some really tight pants you just gotta break them in a little bit do some like <laughs> leg stretches and All like you were and the, yeah like after a couple of days like those skinny jeans like the, as time goes on they only just look cooler and cooler and then when you mm-hmm. wash them and dry them it's like you gotta do, redo the process but it gets a little easier every time you know oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude I remember yeah, trying for, uh, so much. I used to one at a time oh. I was I used to like throw on my skinny jeans the day before I wore them to stretch them out a little bit, like at night, and then I put them on. I take them off and put them back on in the morning. <laughs> Yo, there's no to to this aesthetic. I had a I had a I had to try on my first pair in like the middle of the mall. It was like Macy's or something, and and they're just like I used to wear like Wrangler jeans from Walmart, and. Um, the the first lineup for marionette we were, we were we were looking for clothes for me to look more lead singery i guess is if it were and um and uh and we went to the girl section i was like what are we what are we doing here guys <laughs> they were like we're gonna we're gonna try out some pants yo what size are you like yeah it'd be like a nine ten somewhere in there and i was just all like yo Work and so I'm sitting there trying on my first pair of girl pants. I'm so glad they invented like skinny jeans for dudes. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. I didn't want to keep going over there and get my jeans. Like I was like, they kept looking at me funny. Like, what are you doing over here? Oh, they, yeah, they always look at you. They're like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, they're uh, yeah. They're looking. They they're looking like, at you. They're looking at you because they ain't you, and they're so jealous. They're like, I could be that guy. <laughs> I wish I could put on guy pants and have it be okay. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. As someone that has worn, you know, girl pants, skinny jeans, whatever you want to got, and like I've had to like endure the ridicule of the ignorant. Like, I think that comes from a place for those people that they don't have the confidence to be comfortable in their own skin enough exactly. to look. And, like, if anyone ever makes fun of you for your clothes, audience listening, like, forget them, dude. Like, just look at them and say, that's get fashion. Get those backstabbers. That's fashion, sweaty, you know? Just let them know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to have the swag to pull it off. Oh, hell yeah. And it's and not everybody like... everybody has that swag. Heck yeah. And it's, like, in 2006 to 2010, like, for me, like, everyone made fun of me for that. In the 2010s onward, everyone had pants like that. Everyone was wearing them. And like the- Brian posted a bunch of his old pics recently, and like he looks cool as fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had tons of bell bottom skinny jeans, so I was just like, I was. Uh, hey, those are cool too. I mean, I had like a one pair that were like pretty solid on. They should bring they like bell bottom, but like they're like boot cut. I, it made me feel. I felt like a Clydesdale wearing that because you know sometimes the horses <laughs> have like hair around their like feet. <laughs> yeah but without a doubt when I'm, you get worn out you get you cut you they become cutoffs right in the summer 
Yeah. I mean, maybe MGK is right. Maybe we do got to like pay a little more attention to our aesthetics. <laughs> we can be comfortable. We got to bring that look back. I mean, we got to go, Kate. We got to go back. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to we need to enter into that era where all of all of post hardcore like just starts looking like um, 80s bands. Yeah, we can, oh, go, we can go there. That was for like a very beginning of like my like scene phase. I was like, I also really like hair metal too, and so I kind of like mixed the looks a little bit. <laughs> That's the jam, dude. That's yeah. the jam. Mixing, I always, I've always felt that like mixing aesthetics is like that's like big brain stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's oh, like yeah. I ain't only cool with that. I'm cool with this, and if you ain't cool with either of them, don't talk to me, <laughs> dude. That's my whole. That's that's like my whole thing over in CHH, which is, uh, it's Christian hip hop. But that's my that's my whole thing over on that side of the fence because they're so not used to like seeing kids over there, and mm-hmm. um. It's it's just kind of funny. Like I come over and I have like this the the hip hop swag on top, like like different types of uh, shirts and anime stuff or whatever. But then I'll come and I'm wearing like skinny jeans, and it's like, and I get look. I I had so many crazy DMs ever since I joined the genre. But like, um, one of the top things is they're just all like, "Dude, you're wearing skinny jeans." I'm like, "Yeah, these are like my only pants." Like, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you want me to do like, and now it's like it's becoming like more of a thing i guess in hip-hop more accepted yeah. I, f- I feel like acceptance like i maybe 15 20 years ago the world wasn't as accepting as it is now but yeah maybe we're not exactly at that level where like everyone's universally accepting and more understanding but i feel like compared to like 10 15 years ago i feel like understanding for like fashion is a little more tolerant these days and, you know what I mean? yeah also i remember when like lil wayne started wearing like uh skinny jeans like 10 years ago and like everyone started doing it like like wiz khalifa did and like i mean it, it kind of went out but like it was it it's not like it's that foreign i feel like there's mm-hmm. definitely a time when it happened it's definitely, I think it's ingrained enough in the society. I think Kid Cudi was wearing skinny jeans, man. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. And like they all started skating and stuff. It was like, it was, that was like really, like, I know like that Lil Wayne album, like the, the one where he played guitar, like wasn't well received, but like it definitely, like, it like definitely, like, kind of changed stuff in that in rap for a little bit because it kind of brought like that, like, punk emo culture to it for a second. Yeah, I feel that. I have a question though, Q, because we're talking about rap. Uh uh-huh. Um, are you like? I, I mean, everyone's familiar with like Tupac, but like, I was uh hanging out with my homie yesterday in San Diego, and I met somebody that does promotion for the Outlaws, who used to like run with Tupac and make songs with them and stuff. Like, if I ever were to get, because, you know, you seem knowledgeable about rap and the culture and whatever. If we were ever to get, like, say, the Outlaws, you know, guys who used to work with Tupac on the show, would you be able to come back on the show and kind of give us, like, you know, more, like, cohesive thoughts and such on, you know, rap? I mean, I'm always open to it. It's, um, I think that would be dope. Uh, my, my, my whole shtick and my whole thing is like I came over into hip hop, like having grown up on on it a bit, but ultimately being almost like a fish out of water. 
It's like mm-hmm. people, <laughs> like people legitimately are just all like, "How you rap so well?" But you don't, you're like you don't know like that much about. I'm just all like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm a scene kid, bro. Like I'm a scene kid. I'm a hardcore kid at heart. Like, um, I just really love rap and um, and everything like that. But I would love to chop it up for sure. Hell yeah, that's dude. Like, that's legendary. Oh yeah, without a doubt. And like that's kind of like that, you know, with what we do here at the podcast, like I'm sure you've noticed, like, you know, we we just trying to spread that love and try to connect things as much as possible. Cause it's like music's music, you know, it doesn't matter what genre, what thing it is. It's like we all love and passionate about like the fashion of music, the sounds of music, and just like the general attitude and culture of it. And it's just like at one point, like I think like with the So What music festival that's going on right now, it's like you got metal, you got like post hardcore and you got rappers. And it's just like, that's the energy I want, like for every level of the scene, you know, like it should all be like that old saying, like I'm sure as a musician, you've probably heard that like the rising tide raises all ships kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So that's how I look at it. You know, like I feel like it's there's too many people that are like, let's separate everything. Everything's like these bands don't go together. Like this genre doesn't go with this genre. What are you doing? That's the best way to do it. Like it's it's I guess it's cool to hear like four post hardcore bands in a row. But like, honestly, like you do like a hyper pop and a rapper and like, I don't know. (laughs) something else like in, like a post-hardcore band like someone else in there like that's like a really fun concert like yeah actually um actually some old friends of mine uh imperial tide they're playing uh i think friday they're playing um one of those stages but i was just all like that's crazy the lineup looks very like yeah, you still, there's still kind of like the separation of like the more aggressive acts on like Friday. And then like Saturday is just like a mix of different things. But I think that's a really dope aesthetic. I, I'm, I'm favorable of the whole combining a lot of different elements and putting everybody together. Cause it's like, that's, it's funny to think that you have like artists out there that are rappers that like, kind of grew up on the scene and they kind of mm-hmm. love like emo music or, or punk and, and stuff like that and they're, they're just taking it over into hip-hop and then and then vice versa because you know a lot of us over here love rap so um it's just kind of cool to finally have everything start meshing so yeah like it works for the fans too it's not like people just listen to one genre right like because it like they do like they used to honestly like Every, I think everyone kind of takes it's a taste of everything these days. So, and it's kind of encouraged too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good look. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember, like, I think like 10 years ago or like a little longer, like when I was like, you know, prime scene kid, I maybe if I went to a show with my friends and there was like a rapper and like a pop artist there, I think we'd probably be like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> but these days it's like, who cares? That's awesome. Get on. <laughs> but, I mean, shit, man. We've had you on here almost like two hours. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're not holding. We're not holding you up from anything, are we? Clint? I don't want to like you know ruin your day. If we're like, yeah, I don't want you to like. Are we you ruining know, your day right now? <laughs> you're definitely not ruining my day. You're making it a little bit 
more pleasant. I, uh, oh, awesome, just man. a little bit. Fine. Just, <laughs> just a little bit, man. <laughs> gotta keep bit. us. Just gotta keep us humble. Like, hey, man, you're not doing a lot, but you are doing a little. Bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Move the needle a little bit. <laughs> no, like I said, I appreciate you guys even uh, taking the time to talk. And um, yeah, no, it's fun times. Yeah, like you're only stopping me from. Uh, I do have to go in a little bit because I gotta. I gotta get back to work on on some things, but um, of course, man. Like yeah. we can um, we can do like we can start wrapping up because usually uh, like the last two things that we usually do on the show. We ask what the what you're listening to lately. You can shout mm-hmm. out your homies or just like you know projects that you are messing with, maybe even future features and stuff like that you got coming out. And then uh, we're just gonna plug like our ads, and then we'll just say our goodbyes, and we'll let you go on your way. Hell yeah! And I'm gonna eat a bomb me after this. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Um, Hell yeah! I had, I had me a I had me a big old piece of chicken. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but um before i get into asking you what uh what you've been listening to lately like as someone who like i was in a band for about three years in the los angeles scene i've played with everybody from swim gustavo to assyria to anamoria like joey holiday sasha gordy von aldrin mm-hmm. sad boy um all these people that have ever met you or have worked with you or like have seen you everyone in the in the los angeles music scene that knows of you and that i've spoken to speaks very highly of you dude and you are a class act that has instilled a lot of wisdom confidence and like aspirations in the local like los angeles scene that i was a part of like you are like a legend to us dude because like you you went and did uh, tons of shit and then you know you kind of went out on your own and like you're still out there hustling man so mad respect for that from uh, from one scene guy to another you know what i mean hey oh, i appreciate that that's like an honor man that's that's why at least what it's what i feel like all of us should kind of try to do for somebody else like you know um I love to encourage people. I love to, you know, make sure, you know, you know, like, hey, you're loved. Even if you don't feel like you're loved, you're loved, you know? Yeah. Um, and just, you know, just go for the gold, go for the stars, knock that mother out, like do mm-hmm. what it is that you do and try as hard as you possibly can because only good things can really come from it, you know? So um i appreciate you saying that because that's that's super kind you got me in my my feels over here my guy (laughs) (laughs) i love every single person you listed right now i was just like oh my gosh the homies like yeah i still love vaughn is one of the sweetest people oh yeah um, for sure he's a great screamer and like he's a good you got a good head on his shoulders and he's got a good heart in his chest you know like i love that dude i always will and i never never will have a bad word to say because there isn't a bad thing to say about the guy you know seriously him or sasha or any of those guys honestly um Mm -hmm. those those people are some of the best people i've ever met through like because i mean the socal music scene it's like if you're from san diego to los angeles it's like it's all the same scene we're all driving two three hours to go play all these shows and i mean i i know for a fact a marionette frequented like the socal music scene (laughs) a lot and we we got nothing but love and respect for all y'all you know yeah i appreciate that man 
Past sure, and present lineups. All lineups get respect from us because of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's what's up. Hey, yeah. Um, let's see. I had another thing I was going to say, but I don't think I recall it quite yet. So um let me just ask you, man, what have you been listening to lately? You know? Okay, so since the shift in genre over to rap, um, I've been getting involved a lot with um, a lot of, I guess, uh, underground hip hop artists that are kind of like starting to rise and bubble. Um, so I actually have a playlist called Respect the Box on uh, Spotify with a lot of those different artists as well as like my music is on there but i have a lot of different friends that i've met over the last couple of years on there um and i've been listening to that a lot so i mean if anybody ever wants to listen to the majority of what i listen to um respect the box playlist on spotify and uh soon apple uh but i guess specifically if you're talking about like bands and stuff i'm actually really into that band meet me at the altar Oh yeah, they're man. really good, man. They are oh, yeah. so freaking cool, my guy. <laughs> they're so nice and they're so cool, and um, and yeah, I just appreciate it because uh, you don't see a lot of brown girls out here like doing it, and they do it incredibly well. And they're um, super fun. I saw them at a uh, Unsilent Night. Oh yeah, yeah, man. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, I'm really, really hoping. That when we were young fest actually happens so that i can see him for the first time like live um so then uh this band called action adventure uh those guys have always like i don't even know them personally because technically both of these bands te- technically i i i was already kind of doing what i'm doing now in rap when i discovered who they were so it wasn't like, oh, I met them through a show or whatever, but it was, it's kind of feels like that because of how uh, engaging they are. Like I talk every now and then to them. So it's just kind of like, okay, you guys are really cool. <laughs> I miss that. I miss that part of the community um, where you just run into a new band and instantly you like click with everybody. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of those guys and I just kind of have honestly been getting back into my bag as far as like uh, listening to the stuff that uh, we kind of came up on. For some reason, I've been listening to a lot of it. day, remember? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um, a lot of the, um, a lot of old Paramore stuff. Um, there's actually a Finch, if you remember Finch. Ooh, uh, exactly really i was just like i gotta i gotta run the 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 album back for the one time but um there's a new band you want to on that note on that note of finch do you want to hear the most random show lineup i ever saw what's that i saw finch open for skindred and him like the band from finland like the harder grip that is random Will turn into Los Angeles. I was in like 11th grade, 10th grade, something like that. And I was just like, this is the most random thing I've ever experienced in my life. <laughs> Dude. And like, what? I went to, 
And like I went to 2006 Warp Tour, which had Joan Jett and Billy Idol like playing like on the same stage as like My Chemical Romance and The Offspring. So it's kind of like I've seen some <laughs> shows, but I don't think anything's going to top like Finch playing with Skindred and him. Like those are three bands that sound nothing, nothing alike. alike, nothing at all. Like I just what Skindred was that band that like nobody, nobody gets out alive. Where they like? <laughs> like that dude sounds like a chainsaw trying to rev like turn on and shit i'm just like i love this shit dude that was actually speaking about weird shows for a second so i'm gonna probably derail it any even more but like uh skindred happened to be playing a show and we used to we used to these like we used to do these downtown shows um in vegas and i ended up working at the show because a friend of mine uh uh he he kind of ran the setup and all that stuff so he was you want to make some money i was like yeah i bet he's like come on out i was like who's playing he goes who the stank skindred and like no effects or something it was like weird i was like what what (laughs) so yeah and i think sayosin was actually a part of that for some reason just add more to the randomness you know it, it was just random 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 but um but yeah i just remember because uh, i was doing a stage setup and uh and it and i just remember being pissed because uh the singer for hoobastank like <laughs> i got nothing against them or whatever but the singer for hoobastank <laughs> every time they did every, every time they did that one part in the song the reason where he's like and the reason is like that part he always like put the microphone out to the audience and never actually sang the note i was like dude stop it sing the note i want to hear it sing the note put the microphone <laughs> back in your face <laughs> i got so upset you gotta like, alternate oh uh, yeah do exactly. one with the audience and one but because it's like he repeats it so i was like i don't even want to like listen to this anymore i'm mad now and then uh, and then uh, Skindred, then Skindred proceeded to be hard as balls. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, one uh, one more shout out. Uh, actually, a couple more shout outs for stuff that I'm listening to. There's this band, Mafika. Moth- Mothica? Mothica? Moth- yeah, Moth- yeah. yeah. yeah they're good. I also saw so, them on Island Night. Are they good? Are yeah, they and they're, uh, they're uh, going to tour with... Uh, uh, dance dance and Cody in Cambria this summer. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, they are good because I didn't know that they were a rise band. I had no idea that they were a rise band because we uh, at my work we play one of their songs and I was just like, okay, this song is stuck in my head now. Now I need to know who it is. And uh, and I looked them up and I was just like, they're a rise band. What the heck happened? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? We're getting rise bands on like normal playlists now. Like that's that's crazy, but I mean, um, you gotta expand that market sometimes, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, I mean, the whole emo thing, pop punk, it's it's all kind of like coming back into surgence. So there's like a ton of bands like benefiting from it. Oh. Um, but yeah, man. I uh, just a a couple more people um, that I can think of off rip. Uh. Just this dude, if you ever get a chance, uh, his name is I Am Rescued, but it's spelled weird. It's spelled like I-M-R-S-Q-D. 
Uh-huh. And uh, and he's kind of like a kind of like a soul rap kind of artist, but he's really really dope. And I've been listening to a lot of him. But like I said, for the most part, I've just been diving back into bands that I used uh-huh. to listen to outside of the newer ones that I that I talked about because I don't know. I'm feeling like hella nostalgic. <laughs> uh-huh. just, I don't know. I'm listening. I feel myself listening to like terror the other week, just for no reason. Just random terror track. Just why not? <laughs> <laughs> Twice as loud, man. Like, why not? You know, like, just destroy your own eardrums. But but I cannot I cannot say enough good things about Meet Me at the Altar. And I am I am sorry. I'm going to I'm going to pound it in people's head. They need to listen to Meet Me at the Altar. They're doing something that I could not have imagined when a marionette really first started going. Like all of them are of different ethnicity and they're doing a genre that I wouldn't say I wouldn't say punk or pop punk or anything was super exclusive, you know, um, but just the fact that they're, they're all women, they're of different ethnicity, and they're doing it, and it's, and it's being eaten up, we need to support stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, different orientations, too, I believe, and, like, we just, we just need to, like, we need to support them and support stuff like that because I just think that like there's beauty and in indifference, you know, and I may not believe what another person believes or, you know, uh, support what other people support, but what I'll always support and what, who I'll always root for are the people that are, you know, different and not afraid to say like, say what's on their heart or say what's on their mind. And I think that's like a really important thing to support. And uh, same with same with action adventure, like just a bunch of different ethnicities. And you just, you we didn't see that much of it when, when I was coming up in the scene. So it's just kind of like, it's really, really cool to see them out there and doing stuff. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, um... And they're not like, I mean, they're making this genre their own right now, which is really awesome. And it's, it's uh, what was I was going to say, I guess I remember like, you know, going to Warped Tour 10 years ago and it's like just a bunch of white dudes on stage. And now it's, there's so much diversity and it's made, the, it's made this genre, this scene so much better. So right. we, we should, we absolutely got to, got to support it for sure. Yeah, man. Cause I mean, if I didn't have that, like, because I, I technically didn't have a whole lot of examples of people like me coming up in the scene. So it's just, it's warming my heart to see so many different variations of people in bands and and just killing it right now. Because if I would have had that, man, I don't know if I would have been exactly the same, but it was the people that I did grow up listening to and that uh, actually showed kindness to me that really encouraged me coming up in the scene like uh, and I'll always I'll always shout out Anthony Green being one of those people um, the dude's just so kind 
and um, and just like a huge inspiration for me, um, even still to this day. So <laughs> it's like I, I was I was fortunate enough to like to have that, you know, um, to have that inspiration growing up. And now kids have like all these other types of people that look like them that are yeah. doing it. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, like I'm half white, half Mexican. And I guess I always felt like there wasn't a lot of like, I mean, there's still like, there's just not a lot of representation for people who are like mixed race or things like that, just cause it's more unique, I guess. But it's cool that, that there are people from different backgrounds finally representing this scene because I mean, before, yeah, it was just white dudes and for the most part and it's definitely like I, I always wanted to like see people that kind of like looked and like hide my background like mm-hmm. representing things and I still kind of feel to say like there's not that many but you know I'm, I'm happy with the way things are going right now so exactly man yeah. and nothing against white dudes either I love you guys like, like <laughs> them, them white dudes out there I love me some white dudes come on bro like y'all get love too. I'm just saying, like it's 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 different now. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mutt, so you know, like yeah, the, like me and Ryan. Seventy five, the seventy five percent white like races inside of me. You know, like yeah, <laughs> good for you. I I love the twenty five percent Mexican in me a lot more. Oh yeah, me. I mean, <laughs> way better food. Oh yeah. Well, luckily my my dad's side, my white side is from louisiana so hey yo so i get i get the i get the spicy whites too <laughs> all right let's go yeah. man oh, i yeah. miss southern food southern food is different it is different. oh yeah man oh yeah i feel that get that okay. text mix cajun mix that's what what more could you ask for honestly you can eat that every day spicy <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> spicy hell yeah man um was that everything? Oh, oh, uh, you mind if I plug a little bit? Yeah, plug um, away, man. The floor so, is here. Make sure we, we cover everything you want to cover. You know, I'm not trying to rush you. <laughs> my bad. I uh, I totally forgot to mention my stuff. I actually make music still, guys. What up? Uh, <laughs> so, um, Kyle Ken. Kyle Ken just came out. Yeah, it came out like about almost a month ago now. And, um, uh, I've gotten a lot of pleasant DMs and uh, people telling me how much they like it and that's cool um, and how much they love Dragon Ball Z and then we just go on into tangents and stuff. But uh, I appreciate all the people listening. Um, if you came over from the marionette camp and you've been following me ever since, like I appreciate and know that I love you and I miss you guys. I can't wait to see a whole bunch of people um and a lot more shows this year and hopefully i can mix it up with uh, some older friends and and try to do some kind of cross-blended genre uh type of uh show but uh if you want to listen to what i'm doing most of my uh outlets are just qew underscore official or just q official um like qew official um kyle can just came out uh I have another song called Majin coming out uh, very, very soon. And um, yeah, it's, it's like in the mix as we speak. And uh, 
yeah, I just I, I just wanted to say I love you guys. And the reason I came on here is because I always have love for the scene um, and the people that supported me. And no, it doesn't bother me when you when you ask me stuff about a marionette. So people who <laughs> if you ask me if you ask me anything about a marionette in, in the DMs, I'm not I, I, I won't hate you. Um, and this, there's this one guy that like apologized like 17 times. I'm like, dude, it's it's okay. <laughs> it's a, I don't I don't shun my past, man. Like everybody has to start somewhere. And and a marionette was such a big big part of my life um, that it's not in, unpleasant to talk about it, especially nowadays. It's it's really kind of cool to like look back on all that stuff and. Um, and, uh, and just remember how freaking dope we were back then and how dope they are now. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, just come on to the socials, hit me up, talk to me. I, I love talking to people. And yeah. All right. I appreciate that so much, dude. And, like, you coming on today and, like, everything, like, I – it, I feel like uh, every interview, like we've had a couple interviews and, you know, it's like there's definitely like uh, like a boundary. Some people come like, to play and some people don't. And you definitely yeah, came to play. You came to. Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> yeah. the best way to put it. I was going to say, like, it's, it, just, it just felt like we were sitting here rapping with, a, you know, like a friend just sitting down shooting. Oh, yeah. And it's just like you are a very chill, down to earth person. And I've enjoyed this entire conversation from beginning to end. Even the stuff we were doing before we hit record, you know, like you're you're you got a good head on your shoulders, dude. Hey, I appreciate that, man. You guys are awesome. Oh, man. We appreciate you coming on, man. Hell yeah. You want to come back whenever you mind sticking around while we do our closing promo? Or if you got to go, let's, I don't want to keep you. Hey, let's go. Let's let's sell them. <laughs> Let's, let's sell them. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get- sell them shoes and them cookies. <laughs> and foremost, I'll get the I'll get the important thing out of the way. Our boy here, Q. You know he's gonna be on a song with Aaron Harold. It's Aaron Harold. If you know how to spell Aaron, <laughs> Harold spell. Wait, A-A- is it with one A or two A's? Two A's or an E. Get out of here! You're not you're confusing people. <laughs> <laughs> If they look up Aaron Harrell and QQEW, they'll find them. They will. They'll find them, I swear. But they have a song coming out. Coming out really soon. Like, end of March, man. Like, you need to check that out. Like, I may or may not have heard maybe, like, a little snippet. You know, he is my client, so and he has been for a while. But just, like, uh, my recommendation to you is look for that. If If you haven't heard Quinn since, like, a marionette days and... You haven't checked them out? Check that out, and then go check out everything that Q E W Link takes you to, because he's got a whole page full of awesome stuff. Please do that. If you like this episode, you will love his music. Trust me. Moving on to everyone else on this list, we have um, an awful mess. A great band. If you like like post punk vibes, pop like power, like pop, like kind of like mixed with like a post hardcore edge, kind of like early days, like aesthetic. From first to last, definitely check out an awful mess. Batting cages are the homies. If you want to find them on social media, you just put batting cages dash ban on like Facebook and you will find their page. They are some great people and they got some great tunes for you. Definitely go check them out. Royal Hearts has a brand new song coming out. It's 
going to be coming out April 1st. That's not an April Fool's joke. They're definitely coming out with something new. And like the homie Ryan Kamutz definitely gave me some uh, little teaser today. And I got to say, hands down, it's probably one of the best things they've done so far. The production and music video are very clean and crisp. Definitely check out Royal Hearts. They're from Florida. If you're out in Florida, go check them out. They're always playing shows. They always stay busy. Next up, we have Sky Drifter. That's uh, Sky Drifter is spelled with none of the vowels. So it's D-R-F-T-R. Great people. They're the homies. Like, they are always on local band Smokeout. They've, like, appeared on our polls. Like, they're longtime supporters of this show. Definitely check them out. Livid Noises has a brand new track out. Go check it out. Livid Noises. It's two different words. If, you, if you've ever been livid and if you've ever heard noises, go check out Livid Noises because Livid Noises are the boy. <laughs> go check them out, man. There's some good shit right there. He films the clouds. Like, that's a Joshua Tree band. Those are my friends. Those are my homies. Those are some of, like, the nicest heads on shoulders I've ever seen because they're all ready to play. They're all they, – they come to shows with their own lights, their own sound systems. Like, these dudes – got like their name on their trailer and like they're still like I, i'd say they're at their local level but like these dudes are ready to like become like so much more than that and they've got all the gears in place they're just like you know you got to work your way up grassroots level and he films the clouds are doing that go look up mother tongue great stuff Whew. sorry i have to breathe sometimes um <clears throat> of the fallen texas band great band they got a new track coming out four eight twenty two lamentations great people man like that's wayne ortiz if you're from texas you probably know him that dude stays busy in the texas scene if you've ever heard of massive breakdowns if you're like in a tech death metal band or a deathcore band metalcore grindcore whatever you've probably heard of wayne like more so than you've probably heard of us but if you have never heard of my man wayne ortiz of of the fallen go check out lamentations that's coming out real soon out of service great band go follow them on, on social media out of service band they just released a track with Emery. You know what that is. Emery. I mean, if you got a track with Emery, I, like, how much more do I have to say? Like, everyone loves Emery. I mean, I'd love to have Emery on the show. I mean, I think anybody here likes Emery because Emery's the shit. But definitely go check out Out of Service because they're dope. Um, 100% definitely check out uh, Atria, post-hardcore metal, Wichita, Kansas. I mean, if you're in Wichita, Kansas... There can't be that much to do. So if you need a really good band to listen to, Atria is the band to listen to. So go check out their new single, Heavy Wishes. It's out now. Every platform. Stream it. Go follow them on social media, man. They're so dope because it's Atria. I mean, A-T-R-I-A. I hope I'm saying that right. But if I'm not, I just spelled it for you. And I'll spell it for you again. A-T-R-I-A. That's some good stuff right there. And I think that's just about everything. But we always got to give a shout out to a Smith photo. They helped us get the little bit of a extra quality on this podcast. I sound less like the Burger King on the speaker box. So without a shadow of a doubt, thank you to a Smith photo. If you have any photography that is done on the Upper East Coast, definitely reach out to Adonis Smith at S. Smith Photo. And that pretty much wraps it up for the people paying the bills there. And that brings us back to Quinn. K-Q-E-W, please check him out on everything. Quinn, thank you so much for coming here today. From my heart, from Cassius, I'm sure everyone listening, we appreciate you. We love you, and we will always want you to come back here, dude, anytime. Absolutely. I can't wait. Can't wait to hang. Uh, hopefully, I see you uh, when we were young fest. And, um, even if I don't, even if I don't even, 
even if I don't end up going, or if you guys end up coming out here, I go over there. We need to like chill and have like yeah. some food or something. Oh, dude, hey, I could go for some food and, right now. <laughs> you and you and Andrew Wells have offered this that 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 great service, and if you, you know what, we should go have a dinner date with Andrew Wells. Absolutely. Hit us up for food whenever. I'm I'm so down, honestly. Like maybe I'm just really hungry right now, but yeah. Uh, I'm hungry. We're, we're always it. down for food. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm feeding it right now myself. I need to go eat. <laughs> Fun me time. All right. Without a doubt, man. Good night, Quinn. Me to everyone here. Like you have yourself a nice night and take care of yourself. You too, guys. Much love. Take care. Later.